Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One, two, three, four. Come join us on this trip. No, more like journey with Rowan. Out the strip, we don't charge a You good? Oh, I'm telling you, man, it is. It has been such a bitch the last few weeks. <laughs> like, I I apologize to everyone listening if I sound a little fluey. I have I don't have the flu. I have a shit immune system that is super sensitive to temperature changes. It's just called Rona. <laughs> no, honestly, I I had I so I had COVID last year around this time mm. and i think that's what's fucked me this year because <laughs> it <laughs> fucked my already fucked immune system you, you know no i did get i did get rona i did i did it was um it was just before i went to germany in 2021 mm-hmm. oh yeah no i got yeah no i came back from cancun with covid no, I didn't. Uh, like, I didn't have. Co- I didn't have COVID. We went to go get tested, but we mixed mm-hmm. up the bags. And <laughs> according to the NHS, like because we get like we put my name, like oh, I was like oh, this is mine, this is mum's, and this is my dad's, and then they labelled them all. Mm-hmm. When actually, yeah. when we're now convinced it was actually my mum who had it because she actually did have it. I didn't have shit. And we spent like a week trying to phone the NHS, the COVID helpline, went back in between both of them. There was nothing set up for this prob- mm-hmm. this particular problem that we had. And I had to ca- I had to like redo my whole holiday. Like literally yeah. get my money back from my hotel, get my money back from my air- from my airplane, change it to the next week, explain to my friend why I had to like change the whole thing, and it's like mm-hmm. it it just seems like there were so many like question marks. It's like, look, I do want to go. I'm not trying to find an excuse. Like, look, I've actually rebooked the like the the airplane and the hotel. I'm coming next week. Just shit went down. <laughs> <laughs> I know it looks proper sus, mate. <laughs> That's because it sounds proper sus, mate. Proper sus, yeah. <laughs> The fuck, like, what a... I mean, just before we get in, that was a thing that happened, wasn't it? Fucking, I'm not... COVID, COVID was real? I mean, it's it's still a thing. I know it's, st- <laughs> I know it's still a thing, but like... But it's not, it, it's not as world shutting down I, I, level. I feel like I'm owed a year and a half of my life back somehow. Yeah. 
I think everyone does. Yeah, I can't. I, I, like, I don't think I'm alone now. I definitely feel like nah. I sort of we we skipped. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's crazy when you think about it too, because it's like, what did you do in that year besides hang at home? And well, I think I got I guess jerk off as much as you possibly could. I, I wrote like. I was working on a I was working on a script throughout most of it, and mm-hmm. when I wasn't working on the script, I was playing Warzone. Yeah, I was li- like, it got to the point where I was convinced Activision had a hand in, like, sort of some form of lockdown or COVID exploding because yeah. I'm pretty sure COVID happened a week later, like. Mm-hmm. Verdansk, like Call of Duty Warzone dropped, and I was like, this seems convenient. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I don't know. I I jerked off so much it lost its luster. It it got, like, wasn't there that um, article, like, the more you jerk off, like, the more your immune system like, gets better. It's like, some bullshit like that. Lies. I can confirm that it was all lies. It's like everyone, like there was all the memes of like, so I'm indestructible. <laughs> it's like um, Mr. No. B- Mr. Burns when he gets tested for everything. No, no, Mr. Burns, a, 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 a small breeze could kill you. Indestructible, indestructible. you say. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's a weird so, time, man. And it's yeah. like how... So okay. Oh God. <laughs> Obviously, I just want to make. I just want to. I just want to make this episode. We're talking about biopics. Yes. Um. You know our favorites, some of the best ones, and you know kind of our our critiques and dislikes and uh, of the genres. We were gonna try and do what we did last week and have five together, but when we kind of saw each other's choices, we're like, oh, we each have very separate tastes in biopics. So. <laughs> You know how last week when we said we were going to, like, we've been restructuring the whole idea and the way we do lists and shit? So, we're going to restructure it again. (laughs) Sebastian gets free, I get free, expect more lists like this, and if we change it again, bun you guys. (laughs) Which is... Which is honestly hilarious to me because, like, it's essentially we're going back to the way we were doing it. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But like, we're talking like, <laughs> yeah, and you know how we weren't going to talk about like shit in the news that was like mm-hmm. real world stuff, and then we came yeah. in today and started talking about COVID. Yeah, but like, but that's where, <laughs> that's why that's why I wanted to, that's why I mentioned what we were talking about because oh, like, okay. I'm curious as to like, you know. You think about biopics about people from like this. I know how we can segue COVID into biopics, by like, the way. So, like, how about, leave so it to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, in like the biopic of your life, mm. how would you represent the COVID years? Fuck. So that's for me. I don't want to say it was a. It's a lot harder for me, but. Mm-hmm. I had just been displaced from what I thought was the rest of my life. I'd literally just come home mm-hmm. from the better part of four years in LA. Like, yeah. I was, uh, and I was like, here, now enjoy Christmas. Now enjoy your birthday. 
and it was like, okay, cool, it's, Jan it's end of January, I want to start working. Oh, there's this COVID thing. I go through all of February. Uh, I'm still like, I'm I'm still thinking like, like, what do I want to do? Do I want to go? Do I want to like sort of put myself out there in terms of the Birmingham scene? And then mm -hmm. March twentieth, boom, stained doors. Yep. Uh, it, like, and I was like, oh, cool. Like, I can start working on all these scripts. Did I? No. <laughs> I thought of some ideas, but like it, like it was so it was so mentally fucking that I just. Mm -hmm. Like I, I focused on one project with two other people, and we kind of like sort of fed off each other. Like there was weeks where I was doing good, they weren't doing good, and we kind of like sort of swapped, and we kind of used the project yeah. as like a crutch. And I mm -hmm. like the project will always mean so much for me for that, and the two people I worked with will always mean so much for me for that. But I think the way I would represent my time in COVID was, I don't know, man. Like, I, I was, I felt like, I mean, a big part of me, I, when I came home from, when I came home from LA, I, I mean, I don't know how many people know this, how many people told this to, I felt like a failure. I felt like I failed. I should have done everything in my, I, I should have done everything in my power within those four years to, to stay. I'm financially stable yeah. enough. I'm talented. Like, I feel like I'm talented enough. I'm smart enough. I could have. It got to it got to a point where like I've had to admit to some people during my time in LA, you know, I was a bit of a good time seeker. There was a there was mm -hmm. like I feel like I knew before most people that my time was was dated. Yeah, like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna point people out, but you know, everyone struggled in their own way, and you know I feel I feel like you saw it. I I struggled I struggled in February when I wasn't getting a lot of work. And I, mm -hmm. I kind of like I, I snapped a little bit, and that's yeah. and then I came back and I started focusing on caretakers. I was like, look, if I'm not going to get work, I'm going to fucking make work, and I'm, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try my best. Um, so yeah, I you know mm -hmm. I came home from LA, I felt like a failure. I wanted to like sort of okay, cool. If I want to get back to LA, I've I've got to I've got to nip that mentality in the butt. Uh, like sort of Christmas kind of helped. Like you know, surrounded by family, mm -hmm. people who love you. Uh, good food, good vibes, good movies, and then my birthday. It's always a good time around my birthday because my friends will all come together. And my friends were there for me quite a lot. Um, yeah, I was. I I felt like I felt like I was ready, and then I just it just felt like the world was against me. Yeah, I feel like everyone str everyone struggled mentally through COVID. I'm not I'm not going to take that away from anyone. I'm not going to take no. I can't like that's so selfish of me. But my struggle was, I felt like my struggle was like for at least in the beginning of COVID was doubled because I I was one of those motherfuckers. Was, oh, by July it'll be fine. It's like and then I mm -hmm. saw that like E three was cancelled, and that's that is in July. And I was like, oh, actually maybe this is going to last quite a while <laughs> yep. yeah so it was, you know like there was like a little like you know i was like i was trying to give myself a bit of hope i was trying to i was trying to bring my i was trying to bring myself back i'm always good at bringing myself back it's for over the past you know for the past couple of years it's been it's been difficult you know sometimes it's easier sometimes you don't realize sometimes you need that shotgun blast to the face to realize you've like oh crap i need to change 
Um, yeah. <clears throat> but like, you know, no one needed the, the change that COVID brought. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Not at all. What about you, man? What, how, how, how do you represent your COVID years? Um, fuck, man. I don't know. It's been, it's crazy. You know, it was very much in the same boat as you, you know, coming into like the start of 2020 feeling like I'm like I was a failure, you know, having to move back home. Mm. And, um, cause we had that fantastic year in 2019. And, and I, and I think, you know, I, I can honestly say that you and I were both very much, we were trying to enjoy this every second that we could. Yeah. And we were trying to enjoy, we were trying to enjoy the fact that we were living together. We were having all these great times. We have all these great fucking stories. And, you know, the flip of that is there's a possibility we might have spent too much time enjoying every second. I think so. Yeah, honestly. And, 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 honestly. and, 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 I, and I've been thinking, I've been thinking about that a lot recently too, where it's like, you know, you, you know, maybe if we had like set aside a couple of weeks where we both just like buckled down, it's like, Hey, you know, we're going to sit down, we're going to like, you know, look for proper jobs and then, you know, maybe we can figure out how to do, but, but again, you know, it's, we're in an industry where finding a proper job is almost, it's it's basically impossible, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's, it's a death so di- it, it it's and it's it's so so difficult. So you know, both of us, you know, ch- changing mindsets. You know, if we're not gonna, like you said, you're not gonna find work. Fuck it, we'll make work. But you know, not that, everyone, now that everyone also, has the means to make work. Yeah, and 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 so that so that was also difficult. So for me, you know, coming home after the new year trying to get get trying to get myself within the mindset where it's like okay well i'm at home i feel like a failure you know i need to shift my my thinking and i did for a little bit and you know i was i was working with someone on and off for a little bit and things were things were good and it felt like things were kind of rolling in a, in a good way and mm-hmm. then, you know just they didn't, they didn't end up working that working out that way and it's just how it is and then like I mean, you can, I mean, I, I guess it, you can only take feeling like a failure for so long where it's yeah. for me, for me, because of, you know, I look at, I look at the way I, my life has been the last couple of years and I don't get me wrong. I find myself extremely fortunate for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm living at home and, you know, stereotypically, you know, you're in your thirties, you know, living at home. It's like, Oh this, yeah. But right now I don't have to worry about rent. I don't have to worry about bills. So it gives me the opportunity How's to the market? So focus shit. on it it gives me on it gives me an opportunity to focus on the shit that you know will ultimately lead to something better. Mm-hmm. But like I think about that time during COVID, and I, what's what's crazy to me is I felt like I was more productive, more juiced up to go. Yeah. During COVID, as opposed to now, and I think it's because of that. The, the mindset for me was like, okay, you know, when, when, when COVID's over, I'm going to have all of this ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we was, we were sold, we were sold this lie that like, oh, there'll be so much push for content, but it, mm-hmm. it seemed, it seemed like, you know, if you didn't, if you didn't see it through COVID, I I think most 
of the average entertainment enjoyer saw it with the strikes that these companies will will do what will will bend the rules or bend the rules if if it looks like there's a gap between a and b they will force the bridge whether the whether mm-hmm. a, a bridge belongs there yeah. or not they will force a bridge there and if they if they can't build the bridge they'll fucking build a dam miles away stop the water to go through and they'll just walk across and and, mm-hmm. and that's like honestly the the content train never stopped through covid not once that like yeah. you'll find more of a content stoppage because of what's just happened over the past 150 days. There'll be a point yeah. next year where everyone'll be like, "Oh, where's the sec? Where's the new season of this? Where's the new season of this? I thought we were supposed to get this. I thought we were supposed to get this." And it'll t- get to the point where so like, I'm going to stop telling you about what happened this year for mm-hmm. for for the effect to be felt next year. It's like everyone's complaining we should have had Dune. It's like, well, be happy that Dune has been delayed to some point next year because and not shelved. That's the only fucking movie we're gonna have in like to a certain extent at one point. Mm -hmm. I hope these. I hope these studios can sort of agree to a certain extent. It's like, okay, you have a few movies come out here. We'll take here. Mm -hmm. Then you'll take here. But it's not gonna work like that. There'll definitely be weeks where there'll be nothing. And I think for Cineworld it, over here, the big cinema chain over here, it'll be a death sentence. I, ho- I hope it has been someone's job <clears throat> to buy content because co- like COVID, sort of those moments in COVID where it's like, okay, it's go outside, we think. And the cinemas reopened, but there was nothing there. So what they did was they re-released classic movies. And honestly, I've, I really fucking enjoyed it. Both me and my cinema buddy over here, we agree one of the, one of the best times we've had going to the cinema in recent memories. Because it's movies we never had the chance to see because either we weren't born. One, movies we did see but didn't have the chance to sort of really take in. Like we resu- uh, The Dark Knight was one of them. I, was like, I remember seeing that in 2008 yeah. and thinking, fucking Batman, yeah! But I was like, in the dark night in the big screen again bro where we saw we saw shawshank we saw uh the karate kid terminator 2 uh the dark night uh back to the future bro Mm -hmm. bro we were fucking we were loving it man (laughs) no i we 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 view we view that very differently (laughs) like i remember i remember i remember they've been doing stuff like that out here and being Jesus Christ, these fuckers are so desperate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I, and I mean, like for me, I wasn't. I like at the height of COVID. I the idea of going out to to the movies to be around people was bottom of the list for me. Like there was no way in hell. Like I wasn't gonna do. I wasn't gonna risk it. Like no movie is worth it. No movie is worth the risk. It was there just was like, some screens. It was just me and my mate. And they came over to us like, uh, sir, like they weren't American. But it's like, oi, mate, you still need your mask on, yeah? I was like, bro, are you afraid that I might infect all of these people? <laughs> I was like, shut up. Like, what do you want me to do? Eat nachos through my mask? Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I, I mean... If I was okay, so if I was gonna sum up my COVID experience, I would honestly sum it up as way more productive and promising than 
my, than life is right now. Life feels right now. Damn, dude. Yeah. yeah. Well, as we said earlier... Segway from that, <laughs> motherfucker. Segway from that. As we said earlier, we were going we to talk about biopics. I still have my segue. <laughs> I still have my segue. One of the things that happened... Let's do it. One of the things that happened through COVID, or towards the end of COVID, I would say, is... Do you remember Game Stonks? Yep. Diamond Hands, Dogecoin mm-hmm. to the Moon, Dumb Money. Yep. Well, yep. that shit got itself a biopic. <laughs> now, if you haven't seen it, Dumb Money is very good. Is, it's so fucking is good. Very good. And there's there's a, there's a few connections to Dumb Money. And a movie I'm going to talk about in my list. It was in Sebastian's list. Uh, I feel I think it's in when when people think biopics, I think this is in mate. Like if this isn't the movie you hear the most, it will be the maybe the second most. Definitely in people's top three biopics movies of all time. It got shunned for best picture that year. I'm going to kick it off. Royal. Here we are. Social Network. Now you're thinking, how do you? What were we doing? Before, hold on. Before we, before we go on, we're gonna go. We gotta go. We gotta throw the break. Oh, we gotta go to when a we break. We come back. We're talking the social network. We we come back. We're talking social network. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, "What the." F- are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. All right. So just before the break, we were talking about, uh, we're talking about mine and Sebastian's experiences through covid uh, got very melancholy. That's not free balling, but you know, you got to talk about that shit. We, you know, we gotta be real. We gotta be, no? we gotta be real sometimes. You, you know, especially when you're freeing those balls. Like, just you know, a word from, gotta be real. A word from me and Sebastian when you're freeing those balls. Just you know, give them motherfuckers a squeeze. Something don't feel right. You gotta tell them, motherfucker. Right. Gotta be real. Sometimes those, some, sometimes those, those balls. It, it, sometimes it's an epididymis. Don't, don't be feeling something and think. Science, science, science be scary, man. Um. So science, damn science, you scary. Science, be, put that on a t-shirt. Science be scary. Free ball in twenty twenty three. Damn, nature, you scary. <laughs> <laughs> and we were talking about how through COVID, 
there was game stonks people made a lot of money uh saving what is gamestop in america from being totaled scrapped by hedge fund billionaires basically the people came together and realized oh actually we do have an effect but then wall street and governments were like oh actually you know making money we on don't like that yeah, yeah we don't like that it's like oh it's the idea of making money on the <laughs> stocks not actually making money on stocks yeah. when the little people actually start winning and that's when question marks get raised but that's neither mm-hmm. here that's neither here nor there um the movie's great but the connection between that movie and the movie i'm going to talk about first 2010's social network is a the book behind both movies were written by ben mesrick now mm-hmm. if you've seen the social network the two characters are the Vinklevoss twins the Vinklevi, uh olympians the Vinklevi. the Vinklevi. i love I, I love that quote from the movie the the, the problem with the Vinklevi, <laughs> <laughs> the Vinklevi, the Vinklevoss twins produced mm-hmm. dumb money <laughs> comes full circle <laughs> yeah yo this 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 biopic about uh, about us was really good maybe we can make maybe we can make them good because there's some biopics that are not good there was one that came out i think last year about princess diana and it was like mm-hmm. none of this actually happened it's a case of it may have it may <laughs> what, 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 what? Like, <laughs> one, how dare you? Two, how dare you? <laughs> Why is Gamora? <laughs> like, <laughs> so 2010, The Social Network came out. It's mm-hmm. based on the book The Accidental Billionaires by Ben Mesrick. It's the beginning, and it's the beginning of Facebook and the story of Mark Zuckerberg through his final years in college. And how basically he was the accidental billionaire. He was making all these websites. It was a case of you went through Harvard and it wasn't a case of using your education to find a job. It was using Harvard to make a startup and basically finish college early, make money, all that good shit. Yeah. I just, the King's speech shouldn't have won best picture for this year. When we talk about 2010, when we talk about biopics, mm-hmm. you mention a King's Speech and about five people in a room go, oh, yeah. Unless you're like a 55-year-old white guy from fucking London and, you know, the King's Speech is apparently your best movie of all time. But those people wear pink polos and bomber jackets every like every day. We don't trust those people, Sebastian. <laughs> you know what's crazy? Uh-huh. Until you just said that, I had no idea the King's Speech came out in 2010. Uh huh. It beat the Social Network. I actually had a friend in I had, my I had act- zero clue that that fucking movie came out that year. Well, it's, it's not actually a. It's not actually a friend. Like I had someone who I knew in my acting mm-hmm. class, and they were like, "Oh, I hope Social Network doesn't win Best Picture. It was so boring." I was like, "Get the fuck out of this class." Bye bye, because like yeah. the act the acting was phenomenal. 
what like David David Fincher just knows how to get performances out of actors, and if like I think Jesse Eisenberg is like on the spectrum himself, the way like the mm-hmm. same way Mark Zuckerberg is. They're like they're articulate, but it's it's a it's a case of like you can like a, conversations will take tangents. Like yeah. that, that you know that that kind of thing. You know when you're talking to someone, it's like there's there's a lack of con- there's a lack of concentration there. If you're not talking about mm-hmm. something they're directly involved in or know about, you'll lose them, and then just yeah. you, it's over for you, Brev. So I think that mm-hmm. that was a good way for Jesse Eisenberg to connect to the character Mark Zuckerberg. It, you see it perfectly is um, when he's being deposed for the Winklevoss, and he's like it's raining outside, mm-hmm. and it's like you don't think. Yeah. I deserve your full attention. No, the offices back at Facebook deserve my full attention. If your clients want to stand on my shoulders and call themselves tall, they have every right to do so. That, like, when I was an actor, I was like, that shit, that, that, all those moments for the Winklevoss, like, mm-hmm. deposition blew me away. And then you get Andrew Garfield at the end as Eduardo Saverin. Yeah. Holy mm-hmm. shit. As much as a movie about him as it is about Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, and I think that was that. That's how. That's just how David Fincher works. The way, the story just flows between all the characters and all the scenes, like yeah. it's the coming of age, like the coming of age aspect of it as well. Because they they are still kids. Mm-hmm. This whole thing was by yeah. accident. The whole thing started writing an equation on a window. I don't know if that's true. If it is, good lord. But all the, I think, and, it oh, it all comes like yeah. the way David, like I think David Fincher was was so able to direct such a script was because Aaron Sorkin gave such a good script. As I was, was going to say, like we can't, we can't to, be sleeping. I, like I literally, it literally just came to me was like, holy shit! As good as David Fincher is, I think it's a case of David Fincher plus Aaron Sorkin equals because gold because i mean because i mean you think I, I i was watching this thing about um biopics you know prepping for this and yeah they they had a bit where they had sorkin kind of talking about his approach to to writing the social network and it, it was really interesting because he was like you know he was approaching it in the way that zuckerberg as a character is very much an anti-hero yes yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and the way that he, the way he does it, the way he does it, things, the way he carries himself, and all that stuff. So the way he approached it, you know, you can't be judgmental. You can't put your own thing on. You know, this guy thinks he's doing right. Mm-hmm. Why does he think he's doing right? You know, all this stuff, and, and it's is really interesting because, like, you know, we 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 talk, we kind of we were talking about it just before we hopped on that. There's so many biopics, and like, it seems to be, you know, it's it's very it's it's very easy go to genre for people. Yeah, and I think that's one of the, like, the Social Network is one of those movies that like, takes the concept of the biopic and really digs its heels into it in the best possible way. Mm-hmm. You know, Fincher's directing, Sorkin's writing, the performances, and I, you know, it's just w- why this didn't win. <laughs> I'll never know. <laughs> why Jesse Eisenberg didn't win Best Actor? Why it didn't win? Mm-hmm. Like it won, but it won Best Writing. I think it may have won Best Director, or maybe Tom Hooper won Best Director for King's Speech. I'm not too sure. I know twenty like mm-hmm. it's yeah. Like I personally, I love a biopic about 
something I know or something I, I or like I I think I know something about or know some like I know mm-hmm. of, and then it's like yeah. like ex- expand my knowledge. Whether it's whether it's wrong, whether it's right, because like some people be like, oh, this never actually happened. But I was like, yeah, but in the same way that we just shat on, like <laughs> Princess Diana, the whole movie was this may have happened. I like the like give me real, but then fill it in with some organic goodness. Okay, so it won the Oscar for Best Writing Adapted Screenplay. Yeah, yep. Um, achievement, it won Best Editing. Best Editing, yeah. And it also won uh, Music music Motion Pictures. Yeah, Trent Reznor yeah. and Atticus Ross. Because holy yeah. shit, I'm not about to talk about David Fincher's movies and not mention his use of Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Because I'm pretty sure it's yeah. since Fight Club. He is mm-hmm. he, like you know David Fincher is one of those. He's like Christopher Nolan. Why am I going to work with anyone else when I know how good these guys are and how well we feed off each other? Like yep. you know, you see some people they're always like changing who they work with, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Like kind of like the Marvel mm-hmm. way of doing things. Like the best yep. mar- the best we got out of Marvel ever was the <clears throat> continuation of Joe and Anthony Russo. Through like from Winter Soldier through to Endgame for like you know the big bombastic the movies big, the big ones but yeah where where is that where is that now like they tried to give us that yeah. with Shang Chi going to Shang Chi two and Kang but um I can't remember the guy's name but he's pulled out of Kang Dynasty now to focus on Shang Chi two yeah. he yeah he's so yeah. it's like, I mean yeah yeah. You get you, makes sense. You get you get this sense of just all round completeness for social network, and it's got to the point now where if Edgar Wright can get the whole crew back, well, the whole casting, mm-hmm. the whole cast team back for um, Scott Pil- Scott Pilgrim takes off on Netflix, mm-hmm. surely some like David Fincher can get Aaron Sorkin, Jesse Eisenberg back for the social network too we need it there's like like you have this story that's like glorifies facebook now we need the story Mm. that just burns it to the fucking ground (laughs) honestly i i i personally i want to see that because then you have thinking of it from like a writing character perspective you have the arc of if in the social network Mark Zuckerberg is an anti-hero. But you'd want to see how in the, he becomes just the full-on villain. Ah, 100%. In the social network, while still believe, While still believing in... He's the hero. He's the hero. It's, yeah. like, it's... It's weird for me to say, but, like, kind of like Hitler? No villain thinks no. No villain no, will ever no, think they're the Yeah, villain. like that's the like that. Kenneth Branagh will tell you that in acting. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's like he, he thinks he's you know he thinks he's doing the right thing. Yep. I if I've offended right. anyone there, but like you know, I don't know. Yep. Some a lot of people hate Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah. 
just going off of you know thinking you're doing the right thing i want to so i want to bring up my my first pick yeah it's um it, it's definitely it, it's it's a departure in terms of it's, it's obviously still a biopic but it's very different it is a musical mm. biopic mm. and it, it's it's pretty recent it came out uh it came out back in 2021 oh during covid um, so the movie <laughs> <laughs> so the movie is tick tick boom ah yes both both of our movie star right. andrew garfield yes sir Yes, sir. And then in this one, you know, tick, tick, boom, puts him right front and center. And it's so it is the directorial debut of Lin-Manuel Miranda. And holy if you shit, love that tick, guy. Tick, boom, it, it focuses on this, this, the life of Jonathan Larson. And if you don't know Jonathan Larson, Jonathan Larson is the guy who wrote Rent. Rent. Yep. Yeah. And so the, the story behind him is he, you know, he wrote Rent. He got picked up and obviously it's become huge but he passed away right before rent had its big like opening performance no and in the movie though it focuses on the musical he wrote before he wrote rent you know the one that kind of got people to look at him so for me the reason that i i've picked this is because when i saw the movie it's it's this guy it's this guy on the verge of turning 30 years old and, you know, he's he's this playwright and he wants to, you know, he's trying to make his dream come true. And I literally saw this movie before, like a week or so before I went to the UK for, for, for my 30th. And there was just so many aspects that I connected with on this guy. You know, the music. Wait, so the movie really came out in 2021, but you didn't see it till 2022. Because you came to the UK in 2020. You came to the UK last year, bro. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, 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 well, and like you know it was just one of the because it was i think i'm pretty sure it was it's in a netflix release theater. Yeah, yeah 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 i never i i didn't see it till just before and the only and i only even saw it on a whim i was like fuck it you know just, just stuck it on and, and i watched it and i was like fuck me man there was um i love those mo- i love those movies you watch it's like everyone's rec- like that's how i that's how i was with squid game there was like mm-hmm. the, even people i play games with like we just all we do is play games and i was like oh you guys yeah. been watching squid game i was like okay even these motherfuckers have mentioned it now maybe i need to get on this shit <laughs> and i was like yeah, take a look at i i okay i eat eat my words this was um, like it was amazing so i love yeah. i love those kind of like fresh yeah. organic finds so yeah kudos dude and 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 you know, like I said, the music really sp- really spoke to me. Andrew's performance in the whole thing. We, me and is, you, we, you me know, and you are like we are we are Andrew Garfield stands. I think. <laughs> I think so. And 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 the man is fan- the man is fantastic. So I, I'm I'm not mad at that. And then you watch him in this movie, and like you know, you seeing this creative guy basically ruin his life mm. to try to achieve this dream that that, that this in impossible fucking dream that everyone keeps reminding him is impossible yeah you know he he his his relationships suffer both you know romantically and like with friendships and stuff and like you know people trying to get him to like you know buckle down and you know become an adult you know you're, you're gonna be 30 dude yeah. and you're still doing this you don't want you're not making any money and you know you're you're in new york it's like that's great you're in new york but you can barely afford to live there man yeah like I, I understand, you know, wanting to 
do this because it's it's your dream, it's your passion, and that's fine. But dreams and passions aren't going to pay the fucking bills, especially in New York City, man. The whole city's built on the fucking bones of people's dreams and passions. Yep. And it and and like watching this as I'm turning 30, I was like fuck. I should have seen it the year before. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I probably I probably would have been like, man, that's crazy. But like watching it a week or so before I'm turning 30, I'm like, dude. Dude, my timing is so terrible. Yeah. It's all over for me. I want to get off the oh, train. No. I didn't even get. Like, what have I done? Don't even remember getting a ticket. I want to get off. I want to go nah, home. Man, it, it I want to go home. It, it is. It's a great movie, and let you know, you see it. You for a directorial debut, I think. Lin-Manuel did really well. well directorial I, I debut in terms of, like... Fe- f- a f- you know, for film. feature films. Cause, yeah, because he, yeah. he'd, like, uh, he'd, do- he'd already done yeah. Hamilton at this point on the on Broadway. Yeah, yeah. And that is directing, mm-hmm. like, directing Broadway, directing West End is, like... Huge. Huge. There's huge. there's so much yeah. more... It, I don't want to say there's so much more to it than film, but stage is a different yeah, so animal. So his feature film directorial debut, yeah, yeah. It, it was, it, it, I felt like, and I think it's because he knew the guy. So he had that, he already had like that, that relationship with Jonathan Larson yeah. and he knew how to tell the story without, you know, making it seem, because it is, it, it's a tragic story, but there's still a lot of heart and light. You, you get Larson's passion through, through the film and you yeah. know, you don't, you don't feel sorry for him. You want this guy to succeed. Yeah. And I think that's for, for a biopic to, to nail that is difficult. Especially because, you know, a real person, you know, more or less how their life turns out. But when you're watching it, you're like, no, I want, I want this guy to, to win. I want this guy to achieve his dream. And you know, when the reality hits, you're like, ah, fuck. And well, <laughs> rent now is one of the greatest musicals of all time. When Andrew Lloyd Webber says that about a musical, you know you've got mm-hmm. a good musical, and it's yeah, de- it's definitely one that like when you've got like a young group of kids that are like you have a lot of characters in it. Like, say if I'm teaching a class and I like you, like you should be able to read your class, you should be able to read a class well enough. It's like okay, these guys connect a lot more to like the classical stuff. So we're um, like, if I'm going to do a musical, we'll do a rendition of Les Mis or Oliver. But if these guys are very like sort of, you know, there's a lot of characters, there's a lot of separation. They're all intertwining by fucking each other. There's a lot of, you know, you can tell there's drugs, you can tell there's drinking. I would, I would give them rent. Yeah. You know, you, you, you'd be, they'd, there would definitely be some stories and journeys of self-discovery. That's the beauty of each of like each of the characters, and you know the beauty of Rent. I've not seen the documentary, but I've, I've, I've done, I've like I've done my research into Rent. Your boy is, your boy went through many years of actor training in England. Lives a lot of years of musical theatre in there. So uh, yeah, it's, uh, maybe I should see this movie as well and sort of give myself some give myself some of that knowledge. Uh, where where am I gonna so, where am I gonna go to next? 
So, um, I know we were talking about like, you know, the goal is to kind of keep these episodes under an hour. Yeah. So we got 20 minutes. I, I think if one more. Yeah. So I think we got time. We got time for one more. One more each. So if we're doing one, if we're doing one more each. Well, well I don't, I don't know if we have enough time for one more each. I think we have time for one more. One more. Holy shit. Just because of how we've been, we've been going. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. I'm honestly, I'm not mad at it because I feel like these have been, have been going really okay. good. Okay. So like I got we could turn this into a two-parter. We can come back next week for some more. <laughs> I didn't mean to spring that on you, dude. But I, yeah, I, so I, I just final. I, I don't know. I don't know which one. Which one we should choose? <laughs> you know what sucks is like you were like I'm, I'm going to try not to waffle, and I put you in a waffling position. You did put me in a waffling <laughs> I'm position. Sorry, but we spoke we, like you know, like we, you know, we spoke about COVID. We like we we couldn't mm-hmm. we couldn't yeah. cut that short. Um, um, you know these biopics are just are just so great. Um, yeah. This episode this episode was your choice, dude. You you pick, man. Uh, all right. I'm gonna all right. I will pick, and I'm gonna pick from your list actually. Oh shit! Because it is it is one of my favorite movies of all fucking time. And we are going to end with Scorsese. We are going to end with Goodfellas. Let's talk Goodfellas. If I had... If, so you know how I said I was gonna, like we were going to pick five? And then I was like, uh-huh. oh, can you change yours to three? I removed two of mine whilst we were talking. I removed Goodfellas. I removed Ray. Get the fuck out of here. I was going to go with Moneyball and stay out of Compton. I've just had to, un- <laughs> I've just had to undo my deletions of my information for Goodfellas. So Goodfellas, 1990, Scorsese. <laughs> Based on the wise guy by Nicholas Pileggi. The story of Henry Hill. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> but no, yeah, honest, like, yeah, we, we, before we started recording, we mentioned, like, just how, like, we, you don't have David Fincher, you don't have Lin Manuel Miranda in terms of being able to do biopics without the king. Come on. Martin fucking yep. Scorsese, bro. The king of the three-hour movie. Fucking Scorsese. Uh, like, other directors wish they could direct a three-hour movie that could, like, it to, a, to a point where you're not watching your phone, you're not watching, you know, you're not looking at your watch, you're just sat down, you're engrossed. It's like you get all the information, you get all the nitty-gritties. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. come on, Rayla fucking Ota, bro. This He's so good. God da- this goddamn man. Ever, ever since he could remember, he wanted to be a gangster. Do you know that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just the opening of the movie, man, and it's the push in, the music underneath. Oh, no, not just, perfect. not just, the, oh, not, just not just, fucking perfect. not just the push in, the, the push in to like the long shot, like the ten minute long shot. Yeah, like. Mm-hmm. It, where do you think Paul Thomas Anderson got the fucking idea for Boogie Nights from? Yep. Because he literally shot yep. for shot remade that son bitch. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I. Sa- this, some this some so Mendes tried things. to do the whole hold my beer, but it's like, look, you know, yeah, you can do a whole movie, but this ten minutes, bro, is is better than your it, two hours, some bitch. Like, <laughs> it's like who who's getting reproduced. 
every chance. Who who's gonna have filmmaking students for the rest of their fucking lives trying to recreate this? Fuck you, Sam Mendes. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Fucking out. Scorsese just knows how to bring a story to life, man. And especially mm-hmm. like it's some of his other big big biopics, Casino, um, Killers of Flower Moon that just came out, and then the big one on your list mm-hmm. it was the wolf of wall street wolf of wall street he is, he also he's also done the aviator the aviator raging bull raging bull holy shit this man this man loves biopics and and, and i can see like you think about the people that he picks it's like it's 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 extremely interesting like i feel like for the, for this one obviously henry hill very close to this guy's heart you know he grew up He's, he's made it very clear. Like, he grew up around this life, mm-hmm. you know, in, in New York and, you know, being Italian in New York, being surrounded by this kind of stuff. So it's like you there's there's an authenticity that he brings to Goodfellas that I don't know many other directors would be able to do. I mean, I imagine they, they, they could, you know, they, they, they do their best. Yeah. But he connect the way he connects with the character and the way he tells the stories. And like, I, I remember watching an interview with him talking about like he didn't really want to do goodfellas like he didn't want to do another you know gangster mob movie mm-hmm. but you know as as much as he doesn't want to be pigeonholed as that the man is the king yeah you give this man a, a script that involves gangsters and the mob and all of this stuff and he's gonna turn around and give you one of the best movies of all fucking time yep without make you sympathize with characters that you shouldn't sympathize for Mm-hmm. make you understand like mm-hmm. you know i'm annoyed that like there was that john travolta gotti movie a couple of, mm-hmm. couple of years ago and i imagine some like someone has tried to convince scorsese to do a john gotti movie but i imagine he just turns around and says it's too close to goodfellas like literally yeah it would either like good john gotti would be a prequel to like to goodfellas pretty much um, Do you know who it... directed Gotti? Nah. Kevin Connolly. Fucking E from Entourage. E directed from the Entourage? John Travolta. Oh, wow. Directed the John Travolta Gotti movie. Fuck me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was as, as good as directing as he was good as producing in the series. Um <laughs> <laughs> Not so good. But it's like um it's uh Sammy. Uh is it it's not Danny DeVito, Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci's character, Sammy. Mm-hmm. he's yeah was part of John Gotti's crew. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's uh Fucking a. Yeah. I but you, you said like it's hard to find someone as connected to a story. Uh one of my other choices was uh Straight Out of Compton, F uh F. Mm-hmm. Gary Gray was yeah. part of the like he wasn't like he's he doesn't put himself into the movie, but he was there. Like mm-hmm. yeah, he you know he grew he grew up with N.W.A. Dr. Dre, yeah, um, Easy E and all them all them lot. I think that's why he was able to, like, I I don't I don't know in recent memory, since like certain like say if if you have like a wave in terms of like things work you've got you know let's start with Goodfellas. Let's mm-hmm. go. Let's go to the social network. In recent memory, best documentary in terms of just 
all-out information that you get. I know Easy es mm-hmm. daughter has a lot of sort of question marks about the way Easy e yep. is portrayed in Social Network. Not Social Network, Straight Outta Compton. But so Straight Outta Compton, mm-hmm. like, uh, I knew, I didn't know what I was getting in for. The way you knew you, you didn't know what you were getting in for in Tick, Tick, Boom. I saw this some bitch mm-hmm. like, day one cinemas, IMAX. Oh. Yeah, but I'm. I'm. Yeah, well, I'm, it's, I'm it's, I, I, it's, we're we're gonna finish recording tonight. I, fuck it. I'm gonna go upstairs. That, yeah. I'm gonna watch me straight out of Compton. <laughs> you know, it's one. Of, it's it's one of my brother's favorite movies. He watched it once, and he's become obsessed. And it's it's crazy that you know. I, I love. I actually kind of love that we're it's we're basically ending on straight out of Compton instead of Goodfellas. <laughs> There's um. They in Compton, they're um, renaming a street, one of the streets after Easy E. It's gonna be Easy Street. Cool. Right now we're on Easy Street. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you know, it, it's crazy to me. Like, okay, so just you know, talking about Straight Outta Compton, great movie, mm-hmm. great story, great performance, great soundtrack. For me, <laughs> the soundtrack is phenomenal. But for me, I I think what does it for me is like, it's this, it's it's this, it's a movie about a group of guys who grew up not 10, 15 minutes from where I live. Yeah. And yep. revolutionized an entire music genre and revolutionized the music industry. As I remember a whole. the first time I met you, that first week we met, not even the first week we mm-hmm. like it was the first week we met. I was like, bro, you yeah. want you want to go out? You want to go party? And like we you we drove from your house <laughs> we to, to Long, Long Beach. Beach. <laughs> and like you stopped and was like, bro, you know where we are right now? And you were like Compton, and I was like, I put my ass down because I was like, bro, I'm white. Your, like, your I'm ass trying, was I'm so trying to, scared. I'm trying to live, bro. Shit, like you were so scared. <laughs> Do you have to drive so close to the petrol station? Damn. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and and it's and it's one of those things, you know, man. I I I remember that very very distinctly. Like there have been there were a lot of times when we were like driving around when. You know, you'd see certain areas, and I, I the way your body language would give not fear, but you're like a little bit of trepidation. You know, like, you know, should we be driving around here? Is it safe to be driving around here? And I'm driving around with the most carefree look on my fucking face. I have a good story. <laughs> how I learned from you about this, I have a great story. Mm-hmm. Like how I changed from basically September 2016 to January 2017. We were, me and some friends, it was our one of our final days, they had, like, some friends came over from mm-hmm. England to see me for my birthday in yeah. 2017. Um, and if, I think it was, like, we'd, we'd come home from, yeah, we'd come home from Vegas, and we, we'd like, oh, what do you want to do, f- final day kind of thing. We went to go, what's the USS, is it USS Iowa that's parked in Long Beach? In or is it USS so, Indianapolis? It starts with an I. It starts with an I. So either so it's, <laughs> so either Iowa or Indianapolis. One of the two. One of them two motherfuckers. Um, yeah. And it's the one that I think it's the one that Nicholas Cage has the story about, where it got like mm-hmm. it got downed, but then they like the crew jumped into the sea, and then they got hunted by sharks. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it was like one of like a crazy story that became even crazier. But like if you go like. 20 minutes away, like down the road like from that yeah that's a part of long beach where you you know you you don't want to be in pretty much yeah 
<laughs> like, but we we found we found a bar. Like unless you unless you unless you unless you grew up there, there's, there's we there's found we no found a bar. There. there was a pool table. The drinks were cheap. The mu- mm-hmm. the music was flowing. Like me and my boys, we just walked in. We were confident. I was like, boys, you, you know, if you go in there looking scared. They're gonna tr- they're gonna treat they're gonna treat you like they're gonna treat you they're like treat bitches. You like you're scared. But you 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 go yeah. in, you put your money down, you tip for your beer, you put some money into the mm-hmm. pool table, you speak when spoken to, you make you make conversation, yeah. and it's a good time. We had a friend that came jo- that came to join us. Immediately was like, bros, we can't be here. Like you know, I know another bar, like you know, down the road. It's like, bro, what the hell's wrong with this bar? And we went to another bar where like there was no pool table. It like it was way too busy, and the beers yeah. were like five times as more expensive. Mm-hmm. Like you know, me and the you know Bobby we had on the uh, the podcast one time. We speak about this story often, yeah. where we're like, "Yo, that mm-hmm. one place we were in Long Beach, like, yeah, that was pretty sick, man." But it's like we you know, and you know what this other like the guy that made us move, hmm. conservative politician, my guy. Oh, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> he actually like I met like he uh, he had to mark himself safe on January sixth a couple of years ago. Fucking I remember a. seeing that on Facebook. Like it's like yo marked safe from the Capitol Hill riots. I was like fuck because like like kudos to him. Like yeah, jogging politics went to the basically went to the big house. <laughs> mm-hmm. So good for you, dude. Nah, but... that's fucking. Uh... You know, it's, it, it's crazy because like I remember like early on and I was hanging out like like essentially like what I remember one of the big things that I wanted to do was like just to show the two different L.A.s because, you know, obviously, you know, you, you like the aspiration that you, when you come to L.A., you, you have an image. You did that when we went like, to the Hollywood Boulevard. And it's like, oh, yeah, so, yeah you know, this is where we hold the Oscars. This is where, like, this is where some bars are. You know, the David Busters, all that kind of shit. And then we walked like fifty paces down the street. Ah, holy shit! Mm-hmm. It's like hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just past the Scientology mm-hmm. building, boom. Yep. There's, there's the, di- it, there's it, the it, different LA. In earshot. You know, and it's what's crazy is like you okay bring like you bring that back to like straight out of Compton. I, it's for me, the way Compton and Long Beach and all of these areas are portrayed is so real. Like for me, because that, that's what, that's my LA. Mm. That's the LA I grew up yeah, in. Yeah. I didn't, you know, I don't, I, I will watch TV shows set in LA and be like, where? Like you? Where'd that be? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah, you, you yeah, used exactly. depiction of LA. Dog shit. It, but it's it's it is a dog shit representation, but it is an, a true representation because there are areas like mm. that, and there are people yeah. like that, and most of those fecal people are fucking transplants who <laughs> consider. Oh, I've I've lived in I've lived in L.A. for five ten years. Yeah, I'm from L.A. No, I was I'm day one motherfucker. I was born <laughs> here. I'm from L.A. <laughs> I think that's the power, like, just the, uh, let's wind it up a couple of minutes. That's the power of biopics, man. Show, mm-hmm. show the people a bit of real. Give them, yeah. give them a, yeah, man. subvert people's knowledge. You think you know this story? 
fuck you. You think you know this area? Mm -hmm. Fuck you. You think you know this character because you've seen you've seen some articles? Fuck you. And I think that's you like You think you that, know me? Fuck, fuck you. you. And I think that's like <laughs> the it's the power of like a, a good movie that can do it in 3 hours. And I think, you know, Netflix, you know, the you know, I feel like a little bit of me is like, yo, you know, some of your original content is pretty uh pretty whack mm -hmm. but you do uh you know netflix they they nail f from time to time some of their uh some of their like their bite like free episode biopics like bio docuseries mm -hmm. series series i but like they, they you know they do good give me some give me some information man tell me something i don't know like a uh, big jewel i remember i yeah. remember 2017 2018 being in america having that like that pandemic almost of like kids buying electronic vapes and then like a some like round about summer 2019 they were nowhere to be found and i was like i knew about it i knew about jewel but now i know the names now i know the story because of a good docu-series i'm i'm mm -hmm. watching fall of the house of usher with my dad and and my mum. yeah and like my dad's like oh th this is this is mad I was like, you do realize they've got the whole opioid crisis story of this from OxyContin in America. And my dad just looked at me blank, bro. And I was like, dude, get, yeah, man. you know, a computer, like, you know, you, you buy your computer, like, you know, maybe stop playing Sudoku like a million times a day and to get, your, get, your, get yourself some knowledge. How, how mm -hmm. you know. There's people out there that like I don't I, I don't know like I I just have this like my mum my mum nails it completely I just have a first for knowledge you know series like think, series like know, dope dope sick that explore doxycontin mm -hmm. uh, painkillers yeah. that explores it and then even uh, the new movie on um, um uh, Netflix Pain Hustlers that sort of is yeah. about the the like sort of the next level anti-contin which is fent fentanyl you know, you know we've mm -hmm. gone from Meet, meet the new boss, same as the old boss. You know, we were there's um there's a movie with Jake Gyllenhaal and Anne Hathaway, Love and Other Drugs. I don't know if you've seen it. No, I haven't, but it's been on my list for um, a while. Actually, I'm not gonna lie. Well, the only re well the only reason I bring it up is because Gyllenhaal plays a pharmaceutical rep, and it's like it's 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 set just at like the brink of the explosion of Viagra. Damn. And like it's 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 an it's an interesting movie, but you know you know like you said, I think there's so many of these of stories and biopics that almost, for the most part, slip under the radar, don't really get told. And what I think biopics do is give people the opportunity to learn about these things and to learn about people that you never really would have gotten to know. Obviously, you know, there's some dramatic liberties taken, and you know, mm. you can. You know, Rocket Man takes a lot of creative liberties with how the story is told. Characters, but at the end scenes, dramatized uh, for the screen. But at the end of the day, the heart and soul of the person, if it's done well, is and captured as honestly as it possibly can 
you have a great biopic. There's so many of them, and it was so difficult for us to fucking yeah narrow this shit down. But we did, and I think I think you know we we talked about some really great ones. There's still so many we can talk about, and who knows maybe we'll do a part two. But I uh, like how we like I think we we went from COVID to biopics in the weirdest mm-hmm. way. We were meant to be like yeah. we were meant to talk about Ridley Scott and Napoleon yeah. coming out this <laughs> week. Yeah. And how like yeah. Ridley Scott's just like he's handling it poorly. I just think if you yeah. haven't seen, he's being a bit of a dick. Um, and I'm seeing, I'm seeing the movie, and I was excited, but now I'm not. <laughs> but I'll let you know how. I mean, I, we'll come back next. We'll come back next week. And I'll let you, I'll let you know how it was. Fingers crossed. Hopefully, it's, hopefully it's a good one. Hope, hope it's a good I, one. I, I imagine it's going to be a long one. I'm I'm more looking forward to Thanksgiving. I'm seeing that this week too. Give me uh, give me Eli Roth. I'm day of the I'm week. I'm <laughs> having Thanksgiving. This I was going to have Thanksgiving this week. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you said I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving. I was like, wait, y'all don't all oh, the movie. We, oh, the right. movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you listeners. Free ballers? Free ballers. ballers? We're calling them free, uh, listeners free ballers? We're calling them free ballers. We're calling them We're free, the free ballers. ballers. <laughs> All right, you free ballers. There you go. You better ball freely. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I, I say I, I, I say free ballers, and I'm just imagining all of our listeners at pickup games, shooting baskets, and <laughs> just bouncing around on their big testicles. <laughs> fucking south park status bro <laughs> all right everyone remember to like rate share comment you know what do you what do you what are your favorite biopics do you like biopics do you hate biopics let us know we want to want to hear it all master got me working <laughs> <laughs> all right everyone take it easy Come on, man. Come join us on the trip. Uh, I'm sorry. Now we're throwing out the script. I hope we don't charge a penny. I hear the weekend's calling. Now it's time to start. Free ball. <laughs>